of existentialism. If God does not exist, we find no values or commands to turn to which legitimatize our conduct. Sartre was a French atheist. He admitted that man needs God to give his existence meaning. Modern man has, has had a hundred years of atheism to figure that out, that if God doesn't exist, life is meaningless. But these guys believe that God doesn't exist. And so because of that, he says, okay, man needs God to give his existence meaning, but since God doesn't exist, the entire project to find meaning is absurd. Man has a need for God, but there is no God who can meet this need. So what does Sartre recommend? Let's just take an irrational leap of blind faith and pretend that life does have meaning. That's foolishness. That's a, that's a Pascalian diversion. That's a running from the truth rather than accepting the truth. Bertrand Russell, in one of the probably the most... It was at a moment of honesty for Bertrand Russell in his book, Why I Am Not a Christian. Uh, Bertrand Russell stated this. He, he talked about the uh, human life being purposeless. This is on page 106 in his work, Why I'm Not a Christian. More void of meaning is the world which science presents to our belief. Now, he, this is what Russell stated. That man is the... This is an atheist. This is not Solomon here. This is Bertrand Russell, probably the most famous atheist that lived in our, in our century. That man is the product of causes which had no provision of the end they were achieving. That his origin, his growth, his hopes and fears, his loves and his beliefs are but the outcome of accidental collocations of atoms. That no fire, no heroism, no intensity of thought and feeling can preserve an individual life beyond the grave. That all the labors of the ages, all the devotion, all the inspiration, all the noonday brightness of human genius are destined to extinction in the vast death of the solar system. And that the whole temple of man's achievement must inevitably be buried beneath the debris of a universe in ruins. Bertrand Russell said we need to build our values and our beliefs upon the firm foundation, I'm quoting from him, the firm foundation of unyielding despair. You see, the, the, the crazy thing is, is even the greatest atheist thinkers of our century, in the end, they agree with Solomon that life without God is meaningless and it leads to despair. Where they disagree with Solomon is that they reject God's existence and, uh, and then they don't live consistent with their view that life is meaningless and leads to despair. Remember that conclusion? In Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 14. Remember that conclusion was that everything under the sun, life without God, uh, is also without meaning until we enter into a personal relationship with God. Uh, look, look at Mark, chapter 8. We're going to just close with a few verses and show where Jesus fits in this picture. And by the way, this... 
We're going a little, little over time, but uh, thank you again for your patience. Um, Mark 8.36, but this is important because we've got a generation that is, is finally beginning to recognize that if the God of the Bible doesn't exist, life is, is meaningless. Life is worthless. Life uh, is absurd. And before these people start committing suicide, which is happening at a higher rate now than any other time in the history of our nation, we need to reach them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to tell them that there is a hope. But that hope lies beyond the Son. That hope sits at the right hand of the Father. That hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our great God and Savior. Um, Mark 8:36. Jesus said it this way, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Jesus is saying... What good is it if a guy gets everything there is to get, everything is his under the sun? If he forfeits his soul, he's going to lose it all and he's going to burn in hell forever. What good is it? Life is absurd if you don't find God. We don't have time to turn there, but in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said that man does not live on bread alone, but on every utterance of the mouth of God. You see, there's more to life than just food and that which is under the sun. We need God. God designed us for fellowship with Him. And if we don't come back to Him through salvation in Jesus Christ, we are not uh, going to experience what God calls life. You know, so many people tell me they're living, but if you don't know Jesus, you're not living. You're existing, you're surviving, but you're not living. Life comes only from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 12. Pastor Gary was going over a Sunday school class. We read the verses before it, and then I spotted this, and I underlined it and included it in the, in the study. Paul's talking to the Gentiles who had just come to Christ, and he's saying, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ. And then he describes what it's like to be separate from Christ. But he talks about also they were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. They weren't joined up with Israel either in the church. And strangers to the covenants of promise. But he explains what being separate from Christ is having no hope and without God in the world. If you're taking notes, just write this. Without God equals no hope. Maybe lots of false hopes, but no real hope. You could add no joy, no peace, and in actuality, no, no life. Uh, John Gibson, the Christian singer, was witnessing to his dad. No, his, his dad was witnessing to him before he got saved back in New York. And they were sitting down in a car, and his father used to beat him before his father got saved. And so his father was witnessing to him, and he's saying, Man, listen, I, I don't want to hear what you got to say, man. You were no good to me. Now you, now you accept Jesus. That's good for you. Fine. But stop pushing it off on me. Who do you think you're talking to? And his father looked at him and said, I'm talking to a dead man. And John Gibson said he put his head down and he began to weep. 
He was singing background for Stevie Wonder at the time. But when his father said, I'm talking to a dead man, it just penetrated the heart. When John Gibson's father told him that it penetrated John Gibson's heart to where he realized, if you had to sum me up in three words, a dead man would be it. And all of a sudden he recognized he needed what his father had. He needed life, and that only comes from the Lord Jesus. Now, take a look at some of the faults. The problem is that life is meaningless without God. There's no hope, no meaning, no satisfaction apart from God. Uh, some people, most people settle on false solutions. They're diversions, and sometimes they're idols. They're false gods. Actually, diversions are our false gods. Anything you turn to in your time of need to wash away your pain, to wash away... Uh, the, the hurts, to wash away your fear of death. Anything you turn to other than God, that is an idol. But Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to you for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. It's generation X, man, rather than turning to Jesus... Rather than turning to the living water, they're turning to broken cisterns which have no water to quench their thirst. And they go from temporary pleasure to temporary pleasure, not recognize that true joy never ends. Settling for false solutions. The only true solution, look at Jeremiah 20, 29, verse 13. Jeremiah 29, thir verse 13 And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. When you get fed up with life under the sun, when you get fed up with all that the world has to offer, then, just, that, just then, just maybe, you'll reach out and say, God, if you're there. I, heard, I knew a guy once that 2 o'clock in the morning, a sailor, he was drunk, staggering around in Bremerton, and he said, man, I'm making a mess of my life. God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And then the next day, he was getting ready to party with his friends the next night. He grabbed the beer. He was just about to twist the top off the beer. There was a knocking on the door. Two Christians came by and started talk, talk, witnessing to them about Jesus, these Navy guys. And this one guy looked at one of them like he saw a ghost. And so one of the guys that was there witnessing said, hey, um, you know, noticed the expression on his face and said, hey, we're getting together with a bunch of other Christians. We're going to sing some praise songs and talk about Jesus. You want to find more out about, more, some more information about Jesus, come on and check it out. The guy showed up that night. He was led in a sinner's prayer and accepted Jesus as his Savior. Um, last I heard, he was still walking with the Lord years later. Um... It, you know, God's Word says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. But you've got to go looking beyond the sun, because if your God's in this world, your God's too small. You need the God who sits enthroned, because there ain't no other. The false gods are too small, they cannot save. Um, look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 23. 1 John chapter 2. We're wrapping it up. We've got just a couple minutes left here. And if you guys could close with a song, too, I'd appreciate it. That'd be 
First John 2.20. Sometimes when I go overtime, they, they don't close with a song, but I like them to close with a song. Then we're supposed to be out of here by 12.30, so we'll, right after the song's over, we'll all race out the door. But First John 2.23, uh, even before we get there, Psalm 37.4, we talked about it last week and a week before. King David says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. See, your heart has got desires that only God can fulfill. And until you make the Lord your delight, your greatest joy, those desires won't be fulfilled. Life will be boring, meaningless, uh, and absurd to you. Uh, but I want to make this clear. Yes, life is absurd without God, but you can't have God the Father if you don't have God the Son. See, Generation X needs Jesus. And you know why Generation X needs Jesus? Because every generation needs Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today, but He was the answer for the world yesterday, and He's going to be the answer for the world tomorrow. First um, John 2.23, Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father, the one who confesses the Son has the Father also. You can't have the Father unless you have Jesus. I'm just going to close with two verses. I'll quote the first one to you. Just turn to John 6, verse 35. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Life is absurd without God, and the only way we can get to God, the only way we can enter into a personal relationship with God and find the true meaning to life is to come to this carpenter from Nazareth who claimed to be God and proved his claim true by raising himself from the dead. It's to come to him on bended knee. John 6, verse 35. Jesus said, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Deep within the heart of man, there is a hunger and a thirst for the eternal things of God. And we can divert our attention by dancing and music and sex and drugs and alcohol and sports or whatever, it is that diverts our attention, but the fact of the matter is your hunger and your thirst for God can only be met by the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins so that we could receive life. Apart from God, there is no meaning to life. And apart from Jesus, you will never meet God in a personal way. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' precious name, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that in an age of despair, we have hope. And this hope is in your Son. And the blessed hope is his return. And so I pray, Lord, that we would live like people with hope. And that our light would shine in the darkness of our community that your light would shine through us. And so that as we come in contact with others who are either in despair or are lying to themselves through, through diversions, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the words that would penetrate their heart, that your Holy Spirit would persuade them to seek after the God 
who exists beyond the sun, who exists in the heavenly realm, who sits enthroned. And I pray that they would realize that life is totally without meaning apart from salvation through Jesus. And so I pray, Lord, that you would use us as your instruments to share your hope, your joy, your peace, your love, and your salvation message with those we come in contact with each day. And Lord, if there's anyone here that never asked Jesus to be their Savior, that they walked into this place not knowing whether they were going to go to heaven or not, I pray, Lord, that they would say this prayer after me. And I pray that the rest of us who already do believe that we would repeat these words just to, to reconfirm the fact that we do already believe. Lord, I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. But I believe that your son Jesus became a man and died on the cross for my sins. I thank him for taking my punishment and conquering death for me by rising from the dead. I now trust in him alone for salvation and ask him to guide me throughout my life. In Jesus' name, Amen.